This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Mystery. Hello, Tanner. What? Stop being such a glum plum. I wasn't until you accused me of it, and now I'm feeling angry. That's it. Well, turnabout is fair play. I'm an angry... No, let's not do rhymes. Benang- benangry. If you don't have a rhyme prepared, you're not allowed to start on the adventure that ends with a rhyme. That's the new rule for this for the Mystery Club. When I texted you earlier to say I'm ready to record, and you said, Dada car is ready? Yes. Is that you? Yeah, that's what Cyril calls me. Cyril calls you Dada Car. Dada Car and Mama Car. And he and I assume Sarah's Mama Car. Sarah's Mama Car. Okay, Sa- that's it. Well, though Sarah is Mama Car, but Mama Car also means more more cars. Okay. So sometimes when he's it, it does double duty. Dada Car means me, and it's yeah. a term of great affection because Car is the highest honor that Cyril can bestow. So he says, Dada Car. That's usually what I wake up to, is him saying, Dada Car. He wakes up and that's one of the first things he says. When he says, Mama Car, sometimes it means Sarah, sometimes it means I'm sitting in my high chair eating my food, and I have four or five cars here with me and the food, but I would like more, more cars. More, more cars. More, more cars. So you kind of have to kind of parse it a little bit. Yeah. Would you like to hear an embarrassing story about Dada Car? Yes. It happened yesterday. Yes. Strap in, because it's a little bit of a a long walk. I'm going to eat it up. I love when you're humiliated. Yep. Okay. Here's what happened. You know humiliation fetish? I do. It's like when you're into being humiliated by uh, aggressive women, sexually aggressive women. Or men. Or men. I am that, except I like to see you get humiliated. Specifically. But but not by sexually aggressive men or women, just like. You're going to love this. As, a, as like in general. I embarrassed myself yesterday. Oh. Okay. You're I don't ready? get sexual pleasure from it. I know that sounded... It's unfortunate that you're introducing it in this way. I'll, I'm going to sit back. Let me tell you this story. Yesterday, as I always do these days, I left the house with Cyril to go to the park. Okay. And it was 9.30. We, I got Cyril ready. I got his stuff ready. I got a couple of pouches ready. I made sure that his diaper was changed. I put him in a stroller, left the house. Jenkins tries to escape, but I was too savvy for Jenkins and closed the door. Cyril and I were outside, and then I was like, fuck, it's kind of cool out right now. It's like 65, but it's definitely going to get warmer, and I should not be wearing pants. Okay. So I left, and please, at this point, don't call Child Protective Services. I left Cyril. It's too late. It already happened. Baby Nation? Yeah. Riddle Babies? Yeah. It's too late. It already happened. Okay. It's too late. Yeah. There's CPS nothing can't can do. do anything yeah, at this point. They can't do anything. I left Cyril in his stroller by himself on my front porch as I ran inside to change from my pants into my jorts. Which is yes. where I'm most comfortable in life. You've got like a you've got like a fireman's chute in your home where you yeah. can kind of like grab onto the pole and go down and there's yeah. just a, and there's there a fresh jorts. jorts just waiting and you slide. It didn't right take into long. It. it didn't take long. I've got a whole setup for that. But I was concerned because you don't want to leave your baby out. This is something you you should take notes on. Don't Not leave your Texas. baby by himself 
Not in Hawk, Texas. A hawk will get him. Hawk will get him. Hawk will get him. The gun will get him. Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. With those things are all outlawed in New York. Anyway, quickly, changing my drawers, run out fast as I can. Hit my neighborhood in New York, worst thing yeah. that's going to happen to him, someone's going to give him like a, a cronut or something, am I right? Like a latte, uh-oh, right? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's someone's going to give him a, a an IPA. Oh, no, it's, he's in line for the Impossible Burger. Oh, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, I love it. Oh, is that an artisanal cider? Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. sorry, my baby can't yeah. drink that. I was just getting changed. Yeah. Yes. Rush out of the house. We go to the park. We do what we do in the park, which is I let Cyril out of a stroller. Okay. And he does a is little run. Yeah, he runs around, and I we play airplanes. I I like I put my arms up like I'm an airplane. Run around. Are you familiar with this game? Mm. You know it. I think so. Okay, you put your arms up. You know what our airplanes are like, right? Yeah. Imagine your arms are wings. Okay. You're the plane. So yeah. I do that. Cyril does that. We run around like airplanes. It's good. It's fun. We're having a good time. Did you win? Oh uh, no, it wasn't competitive. But yes. Um. Then, uh oh, time to feed the ducks. Okay. We go meet some ducks. We go talk to some ducks. Guess what? We run into a young lady uh. who has some bread, and she gives the bread to me so that Cyril can feed the ducks with the bread. Right. We take the bread. We teach Cyril how to feed. Like, I keep handing him pieces of bread, and he keeps eating it. Right. And then I'll take a bread, and I'll throw it for the ducks, and he'll be like, oh, ducks. And then I'll hand him bread, and then he'll just eat it. Right. That's about as far as we got. Not bright. Whatever. We finish the bread. The ducks have a good time. Some pigeons join in. We walk further along the road. Some hawks, I assume, too. Some hawks circling around. They can smell trouble. Yeah. We walk further along the path of the park, and we run into a group of nannies. Nannies, you'll know that I say. Nannies. No, it's nannies. And they are with a group of children that they're looking after. It's maybe five nannies, seven children. Okay. And there, it sounds like I don't know what happens with them because I didn't ask them. But probably what happens is it's a bunch of different nannies for different kids, but they know each other. And they're like, let's all meet up in the park. We can hang out together. We'll look after the kids together. The kids are about that two. Nice. They're about two, two and a half years old. They're a little older than Cyril, but they're young babies. Okay. And one of them has a car he's driving no god they'll let you do anything in texas no it's they will and there's no age and he probably has concealed carry as well but what he has in what i'm talking about is it's a little fire truck for kids to play with small one small one not you you can't you couldn't drive you couldn't drive it it's not motorized okay it's got a little ladder on it that like extends okay but you know what cyril likes car cars cars i would so, say the fire truck is kind of more of a truck yeah don't tr- do not have this argument with cyril because he will win every time okay car 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 he says car 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 he's very excited car i'm <clears throat> yeah. like no no no. let's move along let's move along this this car belongs to this child yeah but cyril is adamant and it catches one of the nanny's attention a very nice nanny she turns to me and she says oh don't worry your boy can play with the car that's fine. He was done with it. And this other kid was kind of done with the car. So I'm like, all right, speak my language, lady. And your funeral. It's your funeral. Cyril and I sit down. Cyril plays with a fire truck. Everybody's having a great time. Yeah. 
Cyril's playing you quietly. You had to make small talk with these nannies, and I'm sure you not even like they stop. They stop paying attention to me. Oh, okay. Cyril's playing with the fire truck, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take a quick. I'm gonna take a picture of the boy because I take pictures and I upload them to this thing that the family shares, where we all we all look at pictures of the boy, and you can go viral on it. Like everyone in the family likes it. So I take a picture of Cyril, and I realize as I'm taking the picture, like. There are these other kids in the background of the picture, and, and you got to be careful about around this stuff. Like, you don't want to take pictures of other people's kids. So okay. I'm, I was like, all right, I'll just take a picture of Cyril, and then I'll stop. I'm not going to take a bunch of pictures. But the moment that I'm having this thought and taking the picture of Cyril playing with the fire truck, another nanny that I haven't interacted with, who's like the lead nanny, she goes- King she, nanny. King nanny. She turns to the nice nanny, and she goes, be aware. Okay. Be and aware. That's like a nanny signal. It's like those hobo signals that they put on like f- front gates. Yeah. Well, and you know nanny what? talk. That's what beware comes from. Be aware. Be aware. And I was like, is that about me? Is that about me? It's about you. Is that about me? It can't be. It cannot be. It can't be about me. I just took a picture. I get it. Maybe that's like I crossed a line. I put the phone away. I was like, I don't want. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Maybe but they're luddites. I'm just you a ever nice. Consider that. Oh, that because of the phone. Yeah, yeah. And they thought like you were stealing his soul or something. That could be the case. I don't think that was it, because they already okay. have fire trucks and stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then, but this nice nanny, she gets really anxious and she stops like doing the other stuff she was doing and st- stands awkwardly and just watches me and Cyril, and just okay. like she's like still nice, but she's like also like the the vibe has changed. Right. She's watching me and Cyril, and I'm like, uh, the, the, something has changed here. So we play for a, an appropriate, polite, like, three or four more minutes. Okay. And then I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. And I get up. I pick up Cyril. I say, like, thank you to the nice nanny. Like, thanks so much. It's really sweet that you let him play with the car. He loves cars. And she's like, uh-huh. And then Cyril and I walk along, and I'm like, I need to go use the restroom. There's a public bathroom. So you I go- leave Cyril outside once again. No, I take him with me. Okay. Cyril and I go into the public bathroom. I look in the mirror. My jorts, zipper undone. Yeah. Button fully undone. (laughs) Belt fully undone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I forgot in the hurry, not just to zip up my jorts, but to do anything with them other than like pull them up my body. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, be aware. Yeah, be aware. Yeah. Anyway, I asked Sarah if I should tell the story on the podcast and she was like she was like, uh well, maybe not. And I was like cuz I like, you know, it's like it's an awkward topic. And I was like, well, why not? Is it a, it's a bad topic? And she was like, well, no, you just embarrass yourself. I was like, oh no, I don't care about that. Yeah. I'm fine with the embarrassment. I am happy to share the embarrassment with the world. I need to. That sounds really rough. Yeah. I don't think I could get five steps out the front door with my pants fully unbuttoned, unzipped, and unbelted. Welcome, welcome to they would just fall right off my. Oh, I see. My yeah. butt. Yeah. Well, I got. I have like. I have like a high butt. Okay. It it really can. It can just hold the whole thing. I'm shaped like a cone. Yeah. Yeah. Or not a cone, a cylinder. I'm shaped like a upside down ice cream cone. Yeah. It's just I'm shaped like, like a beer can. Yeah. That's lovely. Like, yeah. Man, get us together and it's a party. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So that was Jack's embarrassing story of the day. Nothing embarrassing happens to me. I am an adult. Yep. You button your pants when you leave. Yep. I went back. I went back and like with my pants buttoned and like spent some more time just like hanging around there to like show them that I can also hang around <laughs> in the park with my pants buttoned. You went. You brought Cyril home yeah. and went back to the park and just yeah. like hung out. You're like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. See? <laughs> You're like gesturing towards your crotch. Like, eh. <laughs> anyway, um, hi hi. What do we say? You say hi hi. Why why? Yeah. Do you want to say hi and I yeah. say hi hi? And why why? And welcome to the show. No, you fa- failed again. Welcome to the big show. Welcome to the Babysitters Club. <clears throat> Club mystery club. Okay. I'm fucked up. Welcome to the Babysitters Club. We were trying it out last time, and I loved it, and okay. it felt great. And okay, it felt so that's good to the put thing. that on. Okay, well, you were supposed to do it. You had the opportunity, and you said, "Welcome to the show." So don't put this on me. The big show. Yeah, that it's nothing. Do you, you, you do you want me to do it? Here's what would be ideal: would be if you could learn to say "why why," because there, it, it's never going to happen. That you're gonna you're gonna take the initiative to announce, and then you're gonna fuck up Babysitters Club Club part. Yeah. If you learn to say why why as good as I do, like and why why, okay. Then then we're good, and you just have to follow my cues. Okay. Should I'll we try do my that? Best. Yeah. Hi hi. And and <sighs> is that your best? Okay. I didn't know you were gonna do it that quickly. Okay. So what do you want to count? A count in. I'm, I'll count after three. One two. Three. Well, do so okay. in bit in the biz. You do five, four, three, two. You do so whisper it at the end. You don't whisper it. You just signal. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. Five, four, three. Slower. Two, one. Hi, hi. And why, why? And well, not, well, you, you it shook was, your head. It was medium, but the the worst part of it was that you spoke after. Yeah, well, you shook your head at me. It wasn't great. Okay. We'll Frankly, because when I say it, it's like it's got this like timbre to it. Like, okay. and why, why it creates an air of mystery? That's what you want to do. Think about creating an air of mystery. Let's take it from the top. Okay, hi, hi, and why, why, and welcome to the Babysitters Club Club Mystery Club. That's I'm good. Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring, and we read the Babysitters Club mysteries by the Great Mystery. And Mystery Martin. This week, we're going to be talking about a novel called Stacy and the Mystery Money. Mystery Money. Mystery Money, Stacy. Many M's. She's doing crimes again. Stacy's doing crimes again. I want to correct something we said a few weeks back. Uh-huh. We said that these books take place in an alternate universe, and in this alternate universe, Stacy is good. That's not correct. Stacy is still bad. And by bad, we mean criminally, legally bad. Yes. She's committing crimes. And she does crimes. The wine crimes were just an initiation into a life of crimes. She did a literal felony this week. She should be in and prison. she's not because of fucking nepotism. Yeah. Because she's sleeping with the, the counterfeit agent's Boy, son. Son, yeah. Boy, mm-hmm. son. Yeah, the boy son of the counterfeit agent, 
Stacy does crimes. She did crimes. She's a crime girl. She oh, and she and Sam are living this crazy swinger lifestyle. Uh, yeah, uh, some new like hot piece of tail comes into your life, and you're like, oh hey, we're on a break. By the way, I need to like get some strange. Yeah, and it, oh, we can date whoever we want, but also we, we date, date each other. Sort of. It's. Not, I mean, I guess it's not against the law, but it should be. In this Christian nation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, good. I'm glad you're on the same page with that. Uh, Hodges is trying to frame Stacy. I'm on board with it. Oh, I don't even think I took a close look. Yeah, have a look at the cover of this book. Hodges Swallow is the Babysitter's Club art director, and he is trying to frame Stacy with what he says on the cover of this book. You know what else occurs to me? Hmm. Should I look Throughout at Throughout this book and in previous mains canon books, Mm-hmm. Stacy and Charlotte Johansson are often referred to as sisters. Sisters, yeah. They do not look anything alike. Stacy is blonde haired, blue eyed, and Charlotte is dark haired and dark eyed mm-hmm. on this cover. Maybe Hodges is just trying to distance his beloved Charlotte from Stacy, who he's throwing under the bus. He's like, they're, mm. no- they're nothing alike. But do you see you what think he this says? Is, um... You see what Hodges says on the front here? Yes, Charlotte S- looks nothing like. She looks like Marianne. She looks like Marianne. It's as though they took the model for Marianne and just like... Yeah. It's like they did a painting of that model who does Marianne and shrunk her down. So here's what Hodges says on the front of this book. He says, Stacy's in trouble and it isn't her fault. Yeah. So this is what we call in the business, in the political business, it's like push poll. It's called push polling. Okay. You know what push polling is? Uh, I tell you what, man. I was pushing a little poll this morning. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, like, put like pushing a poll. You were doing. You did a push poll this morning. You were working for a political candidate. No, I meant like a like sex. Like excuse the, me, euphemism for sex. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh-uh. pushing my poll, like my p- polls, like my penis. Oh, a poll, a poll. I feel like that's a better euphemism for fishing. That's what I thought you said. Pushing a poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That would when, be and when you meant P O L L. Yes. Push poll. So a push poll is like when you call I was up pushing a little poll this morning. <laughs> you went fishing. It's like casting more than a push. Okay. It's kind of a flick. So you okay. I was flicking I some poll this morning. Okay, I don't want to continue talking about that. <laughs> the um a push poll is when you call up potential voters for your opponent. Okay. And you d- and you say that you're like just an honorable pollster, and you're like, if you found out that Tanner Greenring was running an illegal smuggling operation from his basement, would you be more or less likely to vote for him? And it's like, I just made that up about you. I don't think you're doing that, right? But it it puts the but, idea into okay. the minds. And so what Hodges is doing here is he is saying. Stacy's in trouble. Oh, but it's not her fault. But it's not her fault. I read this book. Stacy's not in trouble. She is not in trouble at all. She did nothing wrong. Well, and she, no, she did a felony. She did do something wrong. She's, apart from the crime, passed off a yeah. counterfeit bill. Apart from the crimes, that's why I'm on Hodges' side here. I think he's doing the right thing. Just because Agent Hoyt, right, wouldn't prosecute, yeah doesn't mean Hodges can't like come in and do some vigilante justice. Right. Release the full report. What That's what I'm saying. Release the full report, yeah. Hoyt. Yeah. 
Then and then the people can know. The people can know. Um, Not just me, you, Riddle Babies. The Amer- the Riddle Babies. Tanner, what about if you describe this novel? The American Riddle Babies. Yeah. <laughs> describe this novel. Oh me? Yeah, and then I'll describe it better, but with time in a time in a time limited period. I should just go. Yeah, man, you fucking go. When you do it, I just give you clear runway. It's unlike when I do it. Okay. You just get get started. Yeah, give me a little clear runway. Good, go for it, man. You just keep talking. I'm ready. I'm wait. I'm sitting here, rapt attention. Do the thing. Bing bang bong. Hit that ball out of the park. No one says that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I did a little baseball motion. Babysitters Club, number one. Christie's Great Idea, 1986, screenwriter Anna Martin follows up that fast-paced action hit with this gritty cop drama from ghostwriter Ellen Miles. Ethan Hawke stars as no. Charlotte Johansson, okay. a fresh-faced <laughs> Stony Brook Police Department rookie anxious to join the elite counter counterfeit squad. Headed up by 13-year veteran, uh, 13-year-old detective, Sergeant Stacy McGill. Denzel Washington. <laughs> McGill has agreed to give Johansson a shot at joining his her team with a one-day ride-along, during which Johansson must prove her mettle. As the day wears on, however, it becomes increasingly clear to the Greenhorn that her experienced mentor has blurred the line between right and wrong to an alarming degree, enforcing her own morally compromised code of ethics and street justice. As she juggles with her conscience, an increasingly alarmed Johansson begins to suspect that she's not really being given an audition at all. She's being set up as the fall guy in an elaborate scheme. Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 10 co-stars... Stacy McGill, Charlotte Johansson, and recording artists Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Mason Gray. Wow. Say the name of the book. It's Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 10, Stacy and the Mystery Money. Uh, may I make two comments? Yes. Comment number one about your description? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Nailed it. That was this book. I'm going to really be scrabbling to find things to say in my 60 seconds. Comment number two, I have never seen the film Training Day. (laughs) I I got a real urge to watch that after this. Sarah's out and about fucking letting old Uncle Jacko keep the lights on around here. Yeah. Can Uh, I tempt you with... um, I might, after we record, I might curl up with some some chocolates and some wine and watch Denzel Washington in Training Day, which I've never seen and sounds awesome. I'm just, I, for some, when you said training day, I went to allmovies.com to mm-hmm. look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't here before you At said all training movies. day. But when you, said, when you said training day, I was like, oh, I should go look that movie up on allmovie.com. Mm-hmm. So I came to allmovie.com and I looked up training day for the first time tonight. Right. And there's a brief synopsis that's whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read it now. But underneath that, there's a box that has characteristics. Mm-hmm. And if that, my description of this book didn't make you want to watch Training Day. Let me read some of these characteristics to you. Okay. Mood. Tough guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mood. That's my mood. <laughs> Themes. Police corruption. Rookie <laughs> cops. Rogue cops. 
inner city blues and innocence lost. <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> Tanner, my mood is tough, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's my mood. I never knew it. I've never been able... Like, I don't, I don't um, go to a therapist, though I probably mm-hmm. should. I've yeah. never have in my life, but it seems like a good thing to do, and I recommend that everyone do it, and I include myself in that recommendation, but I just haven't done it. I would love to go to a therapist and be like, I don't know, man, I'm just feeling like, I don't know how to describe it. Ever since I had this kid, and we moved to Austin, and have them be like, I know what it is. Are you feeling tough, guys? Tough guys? I'd be like, yes, that's oh what it is. That's it. That's it. I've been feeling tough, guys. It's okay. It happens to everybody in middle age. Yeah. I've just been feeling tough, guys. You've been feeling tough, guys. Yeah. Um, I have seen Training Day, and yeah. it is good. Is and it I think tough, you guys? You should go home tonight after this record yeah. and watch it. Tough, guys. Um, I should I should describe the novel. Yeah, you uh, do you have a you don't have a mysterious clock. I have a mysterious clock. I'm not going to tell oh, no. you anything more but about I, you it. You know what I can pull up? Burger time. In a few seconds, I'm going to fire up a game of my favorite game on CoolMathGames.com. 60-second burger run in five, four, three. Stony Brook is invaded by a counterfeiting spree. Everybody's counterfeiting money. There's counterfeiting money everywhere. Everybody's worried about it. Who are these counterfeiters? Stacy and the Babysitter's Club are certainly talking about it. Stacy's like, all right, well, I don't have time to talk about this anymore. I'm going to go shopping. She goes shopping, and she buys a nice thing, and she gets counterfeit money in exchange. She doesn't realize it. She brings the counterfeit money to another store, buys another nice thing while she's hanging out with Charlotte Johansson, and the the girl at the register is like, uh-oh, this is counterfeit. Cops are called. Stacy has to testify about, like, where the money came from. Meanwhile, there's a handsome new boy in town. His name is Terry. Uh, Stacy and Sam are on the out, so Terry and Stacy start dating. Um, but have a few seconds left. Terry seems mysterious. Uh, is he the counterfeiter? He came into town and he never unpacked his stuff, and his whole family never unpacked their stuff. Is he the counterfeiter? No, it turns out the counterfeiter. <laughs> what? You're out of time, but also I did it. You play. You beat sixty seconds. I beat sixty second burger <laughs> run. <laughs> is that a first? Uh-huh. Congrats! It's a really hard game. <laughs> Okay, we gotta. So you need to get to the end of what happened because it's a lot. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't hear a word you said. I okay. didn't hear a word you said. I was too busy playing sixty second burger run on coolmathgames.com. Okay, well, so Terry. It turns out that Terry's family seemed like they're gonna be the fucking counterfeiters because they showed up and they never unpacked their stuff. And Terry's dad is like really mysterious. And they all have fake identities, and they're and they they have fake identities. Like it, lo- they look at an ID, and it's like, oh, he used to be called Terry Terry James, but now he's called Terry John. Right. And um, it turns out that Terry's dad is in fact Agent Hawthorne, Deep Secret State. Service. Oh, Deep State, Deep State. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, their job is that they like in a way that seems possibly bad for the children. Terry's dad's job is they move into a town to find a counterfeiting ring. And no matter how much time it takes to bust that ring, whether it's two years or two weeks, as was the case in this case, thanks to the Babysitter's Club sleuthing, they then leave. Right. And so Terry and Stacy kiss goodbye, and that's the love that never was. Uh, When 
the detective dad leaves Tanner. He does and says a thing that I feel like we can use at all times and is very useful and anyone in the in the riddle riddle babies can use. Yeah. Uh so Stacy and Claudia they go they they get in, obsessed with detecting who these counterfeiters are and they eventually they're in a parking lot and a counterfeiter is like running through and drops a bag of money yeah. of counterfeit money and instead of calling the cops they like hide behind cars and like take pictures. They do a stakeout. They do a stakeout and they get a bunch of like very well developed <laughs> pictures of this guy picking up the money and then they show it to Terry's dad and that's how he busts the case. And then he says the following thing. He's obviously upset that a babysitter solved his crime for him. <laughs> uh-huh. Stacy, I want to thank you for your help. Your procedures were incorrect and dangerous, but they may have been successful. <laughs> I don't you. I just think that's like you can use that anytime someone like if like Jamie does the dishes. Your methods were your methods were like incorrect could, and dangerous. You could be like, Jamie, thank you for doing the dishes. Your methods were incorrect and dangerous, <laughs> but they may have done the job. It sounds like the a like mistranslation of like a Japanese video game from the eighties. Yeah. About like <laughs> rad dudes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mr. President. <laughs> you bad dudes. Yeah. Your methods were incorrect and dangerous. But they may have done the job. So that's Mr. Hoyt. Um, Hawthorne is their real name. Hawthorne is their real name. Uh, Jerry's real name is... Did I say Jerry or Terry? Who knows? Terry. Terry. Terry's real name is David. And David he tells it to Haw- Stacy. Stacy feels like Stacy's the first girl he's ever really opened up to, or first person, because he has to keep all of this shit secret. Have you ever seen... Um, have you ever actually looked at the name Hawthorne? I'm um, sure. I'm looking at it right now. If you really analyze it, mm-hmm. it kind of says hot and horny. Mm. Yeah, you're not wrong. It says hot horny. Yeah, hot that, horny. That, that is what it, very very much what it says. So, what? How did that happen for you? How did what happen for me? You looked at it the first time and you were like hot, hot, horny. Oh, do no, you want to know? Do you want to know the real truth? Yeah, I was on a train recently. Uh. Six years ago. Oh, okay. So this is like deep in your history. Yep. Yep. Uh, to to um, maybe Newark. Mm-hmm. And we it went through a town in Passaic County, New Jersey, this train. Pretty close to Princeton, actually, probably, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. Uh, called Hawthorne, Hawthorne, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. And I remember looking at the There's a pop punk the train, band called Hawthorne Heights. Look, I was sitting on the train looking at the the little like ticker that said what the next stop was, and I saw it and I said, huh, hot, horny. <laughs> hot, horny. Hot, it's hot, not horny. just hot, it's hot. <laughs> hot? And, and then that's, that's cool. And horny. And that is, Tanner, I guess I feel like we got to do this. Yeah. Shall I just do this? Because you've introduced it. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Ready? <laughs> They walk in beauty, night and noon. These handsome men who do their worst, singing their beguiling tune. I find myself immersed in thirst, or as the youth say, hashtag a swoon. With hashtag vapors, I've been cursed. Hot. 
Horny. David Hawthorne. Terry. Maybe we should Hoyt. rename the segment like Hot and Horny for David Hawthorne. That yep. sounds actually kind of weird. Yeah, no, it's a, it really does sound like you're singling someone out in a way that's right. unfortunate. Uh, very handsome. I can read some passages. Um, I don't know if you captured some passages. I captured one that I legitimately thought was like powerfully touching and romantic. Yeah. And it moved me in a way that I didn't expect to be moved by this It's book. very moving. Uh, it, I, I assume it's their kiss. Uh, uh, no, no. It was the the passage before that one. Okay, so... When, it, when he reveals his name. Okay, so Stacy refers to Terry as definitely major crush material. Right. Which, uh-oh, already. <laughs> and she's dating yeah. Sam currently. Right. They're not... Well, they're on a break. They're on a thing. They're on some kind of a thing. They're, they're living a crazy swinger lifestyle. Let's see. They're uh, like... They do this weird thing, Sam and, and Stacy in this book. Yeah. Where it's not just that they're living a... a um, swinger lifestyle but they're doing that thing i was talking about earlier where they're like trying to like humiliate the other one like they're always showing right. up at like places uh, with their like new person and they're like oh uh-huh. uh, awkward i didn't know you'd be here stacy oh this is my new girlfriend kathy yes yeah. i know she's very attractive fucking kathy yeah claudia yeah. says she's like the hottest girl in in sam's grade yeah let's and see that's what they that's how they finish they sam finish. and stacy they finish. That's how they finish being at they, the pizza restaurant. This feels so bad. Well, and it works because they get back together at the end of this novel. I know they get back together in this like very fake way, where they're like their their resolution is like because Terry moves away, and that's obviously the love of Stacy's life, and better than Ethan, and it's a, she'll never love again in the way it's that a, she loves so Terry. pure and so yeah. white hot that yeah. she'll never get those reach those heights ever yeah, again, ever again. But and so she's like, All and right. I assume that at some point in the near future, she'll turn to a uh, life of crime, doing yeah. counterfeiting herself just to draw the Hawthorne family back to Stony Brook where right. they'll hunt her down and she'll play this dangerous game of cat and mouse while she's seducing Ethan and staying one step ahead of his Secret Service agent father. I should write this book. It sounds very good. If that is the plot of the next Babysitter's Club mystery, you really fucked us because we won't have anything <laughs> to talk about. And it seems well, there like are no more Babysitter's Club mysteries, but we'll get to that in a minute. What's the next one called? Claudia and the Mystery of the Museum. No, there yeah. are no more. Oh, really? This is the last one. I is think it? we're done after this one. Oh, great. Thank God. We can get back uh, in the fucking field. Wow, I exclaim. The man you took pictures of was wanted for several other crimes. He and a couple of his pals are already safe behind bars. That's great. The work that you and your friends did was very helpful, said Mr. Hoyt, and I want to thank you. But I also want to warn you from getting involved in a case like this again. Right. What right. you did could have been very dangerous. Right. So they're, they're not, not going to keep they doing mysteries. No, not after this fucking... A Secret Service agent told them not to. Not after the deep state. Yeah. Good. Let me read you this passage about Terry uh, that's very handsome. I picked up I picked up two. I just wanted... I want to briefly describe his eyes. They're hazel, kind of brown and green and gold all mixed together. And... It is also a salient point, and this is just to give you a picture of him, that he has this shiny brown hair that flops over onto his forehead in the cutest way. So that's important to know. He sounds very handsome. As you hear this next passage, and it's smooching and kissing. So, <sighs> Content warning. Content warning. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, congratulations, said Terry. Thanks, 
I replied. Is that all you wanted to tell me? No, he admitted. I wanted to see you so I could say goodbye. You're leaving? I felt shocked even though I had known this would happen. He nodded. Very soon, probably, he said. We never stick around after a case is solved. Oh, such a cool fucking thing to say. God, that's such a cool thing to say. I'm going to say that next time I have to leave a party. <laughs> okay, that's good. Oh, really? You guys, I, we haven't even served dessert. I never stick around after a case is solved. And then they're like intrigued. They're like, he was here on a case. <laughs> that's great. What case? <laughs> Your fly's undone. <laughs> Jack, before you go. Uh, before you leave, one I, sec. <laughs> I'm glad you solved the case, and I was g- trying to figure out a way to tell you this, but your jorts all are night, only technically on <laughs> all night. It's <laughs> been that way. <laughs> we never stick around after a case is solved. We're packed already, and we'll be on our way as soon as Dad has his next assignment. He reached over and took my hand. Do you think he's just breaking up with Stacy and doesn't want to fucking deal with it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway. He, like, hired some actor to be, like, his He's dad. like, oh, oops. He's like, oh, this is secret agent Hoyt. I just moved into town. I started dating this girl who's, like, one of the most attractive girls in the eighth grade. But it turns out that, like, all she does is talk about babysitting and New York <laughs> and <laughs> diabetes. And it's going to be bad for my, for my image. Yeah. He reached over and took my hand. I wish we didn't have to go. He said, so do I, I answered, squeezing his hand. But I'll always remember you, David. He smiled that sad smile again. Then he jumped up from the swing and pulled me up off mine. Then he gave me a kiss. (laughs) Maybe the sweetest kiss I've ever had. I'll always remember you too, he said. I've never met anyone like you, Stacy. I looked into those hazel eyes for a long moment. Will you write to me? I asked. He shook his head. I can't. Too dangerous. <laughs> but somehow I think we may meet again. When Stacy does counterfeit crimes and yes! draws the Hoyts back to Stony Brook Ugh. and plays a dangerous game of cat and mouse. Perfect. Uh, Tanner, would you like to say your hashtag spoon and then we'll take a break? Mine is a similar moment. Mm. It's it's earlier. After they go on a date together and they're alone. Yeah. I don't think I've ever lived in one place for more than a couple of years, Terry said. And do you change your name when you move, I asked. Uh Uh-huh, he said. Sometimes it's hard to remember who I'm supposed to be. He looked kind of lost and sad. Will you tell me your real name, I asked. The one you were born with? Terry took my hand. And he stopped and looked deep into my eyes. My name is David Hothorny. <laughs> he said finally. Dave. Oh. David, I repeated softly. Uh, incredibly cute, nice but shy, David Hothorny. I thought that moment was like legitimately touching and No, romantic. it was powerful. It's powerful. <laughs> That's the first time someone's called him by his fucking name yeah. since his dad took a job with the Dave. Secret Service. Dave. Um, Tanner, let's take a quick break. You say goodbye. Nope. Okay, he didn't. He wouldn't. Hasn't. Goodbye to you, Baby Nation. Mystery. I Janine this week does a fucking thing. 
Janine's in this book? Yeah, Janine's in this book. Ugh, I missed her. Chapter two? She's, I think she's building a bomb. Oh. I didn't look it up. Let me re- read you the passage. Just then, we heard a knock. We glanced up. Claude's sister Janine was standing in the doorway. Hello, she said. I just wondered if I could borrow some magic markers. Do an impression of Janine, though. I was. I was. Don't just use your natural speaking voice. I was actually. I had changed my voice to do an impression of. Oh, you had. Yeah. Oh, can you hit it a little bit harder? I didn't. Hello, she said. I just wondered. Who said? Janine. (laughs) It's not how I sound. I'm doing a voice. Oh, I didn't. I can't. I'm not hearing it. I think that you hit it harder. Hello. Because it she doesn't said, sound like you're changing your natural speaking voice in any way. I just wondered if you could borrow some magic markers for a diagram I'm making. Me? You want to borrow magic markers from me? <laughs> no, you, I'm Jack, doing... want to borrow magic markers from I'm me? I'm doing a voice for Janine. Oh, I'm not getting it. Can you could let me just keep saying it then? Sure. Do, could you just like signal some, like maybe do like hands when you're doing a Janine impersonation so I can tell the difference. I'm waving my hand. And we'll just fix it in post. Hello, she said. I'm waving my hand. I just wondered if I could borrow some magic markers for a diagram I'm making. Sure, said Claude. What colors do you need? Well, let's see, said Janine. I suppose the carboxyl groups of the amino acids could be green and the nitrogen could be yellow. Then when they bind and create linkage in a peptide bond, that would be blue. I'm not sure how to depict the release of the, the water molecule, but yeah, she's building a bomb. She's making meth. She's making meth. She's making that blue meth. She's making that blue meth. We've all had that, that blue show. meth. We've all had that blue meth. That's how I do this podcast. I've got a baby. I got to yeah. edit the show. I got to edit the I'm Patreon on, I'm show. And I'm an hour ahead of Jack, so it's yeah. like I need something to stay awake. Yeah. And I do the blue meth. Tanner, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, as long as it's quick. Yeah. Is this true? That's not... That's a segment from our Patreon show. I know. That's why I'm just asking it to you as a question. Okay. So this is not the hit segment from our Patreon show. Is this true? No. No. I'm just genuinely asking you whether this is true. Yeah. We have a Patreon show. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast, where we have a hit segment that's called, Is This True? Yeah. That's not what it is happening here. Right. What's happening here is I just want, genuinely want to know if this is true. Let me ask you. Mm. I don't know about you, but I love accessories. I can never I don't ha- know about you. No, 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 I didn't say, Can you sing? That's a different segment. Something, something, 22. Taylor Swift. Everything will be all right when. And what did that do for us? Nothing. I'm standing next to you. So imagine if you hadn't done it, and then we would st- be talking about something that's useful. Go ahead. I don't know about you, but I love accessories. I can never have too many of them. I browsed until Charlotte grew impatient. This is just, I think this is right before she does the crimes and becomes. And, well, a, and by accessories, she means like two. Yeah. My crimes. Right. Yeah. And she means Charlotte. Yeah. And she's trying to make Charlotte an accessory to her crime, and she is a criminal, and the wine crimes that she did are nothing compared to the crimes that she's doing now, and Stacey is a criminal, and she is beyond- Or the crimes she'll do in the future when she's luring back the Hoyt slash yeah. hot horn hornies. She is beyond the scope for rehabilitation by society. She must God, be you locked know I hope? away. Yeah. I hope that there's someone in Baby Nation, Riddle Nation- I love that. 
in the Riddle Babies. Yeah. <laughs> who live in Riddle Nation. Who live in Riddle Nation. Yeah. Whose last name is Hawthorne, and they've never in their <laughs> long life put together that their name actually says Hot Horny. Well, Hoyt is is kind of like hot, too. Oh, Hoyt. Oh, uh, she's Hoyt. That's, no, there's that's something not. there. No, nothing. It's nothing. Not if your last name is Hoyt, you're fine. If your last name is Hot Horny, yeah. you're on notice. Sorry. Yeah. Now your name's Hot Horny. One more thing I told her. I just want to look at the hair ornaments. She followed me to that counter, and we both saw a beaded headband at the same time. Hair Tanner, ornaments. is this true? Hair ornaments. Is it? Is it? Is that a thing? Is there hair ornaments? This also could be our new hit segment. Jack and Tanner, fashion idiots. Yeah, th- I think that's what this is. <laughs> Make it work. No sachet. Away. So you could do the music for that. Okay. <laughs> hair ornaments. And so I don't Jimmy know. and I are good observing Christmas celebrators. Mm. By which I mean I am non-religious and Jamie is Jewish and we celebrate Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. And we have ornaments on a tree mm-hmm. often. And some of them are like Darth Vader. And some of them are like like a little fun frog. Wow, war on Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have like two different Kylo Ren mm-hmm. ornaments. Star, and like Jamie has Star like a, war on Christmas. Jimmy has like a fun little, um, it's like a book, it's like a wrinkle in time. It's like a tiny little wrinkle in time ornament that she hangs on the tree. Okay. And I've got a BB-8 ornament. Okay. You know? And and Jesus? Jesus? Never mind. Carry on. What movie is he in? No, I didn't see it. Is he in the cantina scene? I think so. He's like one of those aliens in the cantina scene? Yeah. The, yeah. The, I didn't mean to get too nerdy. Yeah. And so I know what an ornament is. Mm-hmm. And is that what Stacy's doing? She's hanging one of these. That well, that's my question. I that, and I. This is a genuine question. She's got like a Kylo, like a hallmark a, Kylo I, Ren. I understand that the segment is now called Tanner and Jack Fashion Idiots, and I'm not trying to be facetious. But is that what we call them? Hair ornaments? Is, is that what we call them? Hair ornaments? Hair ornaments? You just like hang things from your hair, and that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is a hat a hair ornament? <laughs> yes is this like a hot dog as a sandwich kind of thing yeah that's good is it a hat a hair ornament we all know about the ornaments that we wear in our hair but have you ever thought is a hat a hair ornament then <laughs> the next viral question tearing yeah. twitter apart <laughs> is a hat a hair ornament god it might be it might be while we are talking about accessories tanner let me ask you this how deep does this go? He's uh, baby nation. He's gesturing towards. No, his he's butt. not. No, he's not. Jack is obviously gesturing no. towards his butt. That's a lie. No, he's not making. I would. Look, I may try to make eye contact with you so we can have a moment of connection. He's making eye contact and gesture. <laughs> he's like no. standing up and looking over his shoulder and making eye contact with me no, and gesturing not. at his butt. That's inaccurate. How and you're deep? asking me how deep your butt goes? No, I I'm don't not. know. No, how deep does this go? The man had been in the store when Claudia and Charlotte came in, but Claudia had barely noticed him. He wasn't wearing a hat, for one thing. There's a guy in a hat that's suspected. Yeah, it's a red herring. I call it a hair ornament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
there's this guy in the store who's who has a hair like a very prominent hair ornament. Hair ornament, yeah. And he's like the suspect for a while, where it's like, oh, I, the the moment when I got the counterfeit bill, there was a man with a big hair ornament. Right. And he's one of the suspects. So is their fucking English teacher, Mr. Fisk. Fisk. Very clearly didn't do anything because Mr. Fisk is often trying to photocopy things that they learned in the fucking encyclopedia that like sometimes counterfeiting happens through photocopiers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is Mr. Fisk at the photocopier? They stake out every photocopier yeah. in Stony Brook. Not good. But also, yeah. what is Mr. Fisk always photocopying? Yeah, that, it's never answered. It is suspicious. And he needs like high-res high fucking color photocopies. Yeah. And it's he's not, not the counterfeiter, but it is suspicious. He's, doing he's up some, to something. No, I agree. Anyway, so it was. it's either Mr. Fisk, the man in the hat, or as I suspected, Terry's family, but it wasn't. It was just this guy. He wasn't wearing a hat for one thing, and he wasn't Mr. Fisk, whom Claudia was keeping an eye out for. He was just a normal-looking guy in jeans and a blue shirt. Not too tall, not too short. Hmm, does that sound like anyone you know? Many people. Average height. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not too skinny. Not too skinny or fat. Out of the two of us, it's me. Yeah, I'm tall. Yeah. And uh, I would say heavy. Nobody you would notice, in other words, except... And that's just one sentence. Except for something that Claudia saw as he squeezed by her. Cool, she said under her breath. She had seen a blue tattoo on his ear at the spot where many people wear an earring. It was a small quarter moon next to a star. Claudia thought it was totally awesome. Oh, it is totally awesome. (laughs) Because, as you know, Jack... I mean, I know that in the Babysitter's Club series, the number of holes that you have in your ear for earrings is a signal of how much power and magic you wield in the greater Babysitter's Club universe. It's something that we've talked about time and again. And I also know that it is an unbelievable display of power to have pierced your ear and then tattooed over it with a star, a quarter moon next to a star. Beyond that, and that's why Claudia sees that power and she knows that it's totally awesome. Beyond that, I know nothing about. I agree with what you just said. We're agreed on whole economy, which we have A whole economy, an ear tattoo is thousands and thousands of little holes in your ear. It's the ultimate symbol of power. Right. The star... And mm. moon, crescent moon, mm. Jack, as you know, is also the symbol of the Nereverine. Excuse me? The Nereverine, also known as the protector of Morrowind. The legitimate reincarnation of Inderel Neverar. Sounds like, like fucking half-baked Tolkien ripoff. In the aftermath of the Battle of the Red Mountain, either as punishment for using... Kagrignak's tools mm. or for killing Nerevar, Azura mm. proclaimed that Nerevar would return to punish them and right the tribunal's wrongs. Over time, the tribunal temple persecuted those who believed that Nerevar would return and of knowledge of what the tribunal had done and pre-tribunal worship dwindled. Despite this, several Ashlanders continued to believe in Nerevar's return. Despite opposition from the temple, several people appeared claiming to be the Nereverine, 
but none fulfilled the Nereverian prophecy until mm. the third era, 426, That'd the Nereverian, awesome. a prisoner cool. born to uncertain parents under a certain sign, was sent by Uriel Septim the seventh to Morrowind and arrived in the port town of Sedanin. This was done to set the prisoner up as the member of the Blades and fulfill the Nereverian prophecies in such a way as to benefit the Empire. And you awesome. know that, and I know that, and the Nereverine symbol is a star and half moon. I hope you have some cool Morrowind music playing behind what you were saying. I assume so. And what did we learn? That the, the symbol of the Nereverine? That this person, the counterfeiter, is the Nereverine from the Elder Scrolls Three. Okay, Morrowind. well, this is troubling to me because uh, in my mind, this signals that this guy is part of a, a, a larger cabal. Right, and he's we a already... protectorate of my. Yeah, yeah, he's a part, a big a part of a larger cabal, Jack. He's the protector of Morrowind. Well, it's the island these... nation of the Dark Elves, as also known as the Dunmer. So, are these fuckers also doing the phantom phone calls? Are they also doing the fucking stealing the jewels in New York? I don't know if they had phones. Well, it sounds like they're all fucking connected, man. These people come in as fucking Stony Brook. What do you mean, these people, the Dunmer? Mallory cleared her throat. I have some business, she said shyly. It doesn't really have to do with babysitting directly, but it could affect us. Yes, said Christy. Well, said Mal. Did anybody else read that article in the paper last night? The one about counterfeiters in Stony Brook? Counterfeiters, I said. Here? That's ridiculous. Why would counterfeiters come to little old Stony Brook? It's true, broken Don. I read the article. Broken Don? Broken. Broke The in- broken Don? Dawn broke in. Oh, okay. To say it's true. Because the broken dawn does sound like a one of the great houses of Morrowind. Morrowind. I read the article. It said they may be here because Stony Brook is so little. There's just a small police force here, and the bank tellers and shop clerks might not be very sophisticated, so the counterfeiters can pass their bills more easily. These criminals are pouring into Stony Brook. These fucking Morrowind assholes oh, sure. with their fucking star like tattoos. The yes. The- and neither blight nor age can harm them, and the curse of flesh flees before them. Right. Yeah. The broken and the stranger dawn. and the, their and their their voice unites the houses. Three halls call him they call them the horrors. And in the maze in the mounting flat uh threats of Dagath Ur, they, these criminals, convince the members of House Flalu. Radaran and Telvani to make them right. horator, a war leader to fight Dagathor. Right, and that's probably why Janine is building a bomb. Meth. She does meth. Oh yeah, it's meth. Well, I, I, here's this is my worry. This is my concern. I don't, I, I don't know because it was very difficult to follow because you were saying a lot of names I didn't know. Whether you think these people are mean? good, you these Morrowind people are good or bad. The Dunmer. Yeah, I don't know if they're good or bad. I think it's like, it's like. The dark are elf human people, good or bad? They okay. some are good, some are bad. Okay, well, Jack. some some are bad here in Stony Brook. There's a. Have you noticed, Tanner? Have you noticed lately? There's a lot more crime happening in Stony Brook crime. lately. It's weird. Ever since we've started these mystery books, yeah, there's a lot more crime happening in Stony Brook. That's the mystery. What the Who's fuck? Doing all these crimes. Who's doing all these crimes? And you think it's the Dunmer? <laughs> That's, that's a, your your prime suspect is the dark elves. That's my prime Morrowind. so far, right? Because of the tattoo thing. 
Well, and in caverns, dark Azura's eyes see. Right. What's your prime suspect? Is it the Dunmer as well? Would you say it's the dark elves, or you? Is, I think Stacy might be it That's as a very well. Good question. Because Stacy might have done it. My prime suspect are the Khajiit. Okay. Also, Morrowind. The cat people. Okay. From elsewhere. Is that the same as Morrowind? Well, it's a different area. Okay. Of, Tam, of Tamriel. Okay. And it's it, elsewhere, E-L-S-W-H-Y-R. Oh, wow. The okay. homeland of the Khajiit, the cat people. Okay. All right. And they're, well, always, they're always hopped up on their fucking uh, skooma. You know what meth? I mean? It's like meth. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's... Well, I think it could be Stacy. And there's like a there's like a blue molecule that represents the water burning off. I don't want to rule out while we figure out. So I think something that just to sum up here, something that we have discovered that Tanner and I have discovered riddle babies mm-hmm. is that there's nothing mysterious going on in Stony Brook. Ever since we have started reading these mystery books, there are a lot more crimes and criminals Right. swarming over the boundaries of Stony Brook and committing crimes and doing crimes. I so that's, so I think that's the bigger mystery that you and I are going to have to solve. We've got a few prime suspects. These yep. el- some elsewhere folk. The, the Khajiit. The Khajiit. The Dark Elf folk that you were talking about. The Dunmer. The Dunmer. Stacy. Yep. I'm keeping my eye on Stacy. She did I wine have crimes. Suspect. Okay. And it's someone who I think is crime adjacent, just given her name. Mm-hmm. I looked up and recognized the woman who had spoken. Oh, hi, Mrs. Hemphill. Mm, Hemphill. Yeah. Hemphill. Yeah. So that's a hill full of marijuana plants. Yeah. And she did the crimes and she is the criminal. Tanner, I would like to say a poem to you. Okay. Please. I have an, I have an outro suggestion, though, before we get too far away from okay. the passages we were just reading. Okay. And I think this is a good way to outro the podcast. And it's from this text. His mercy frees the cursed false gods, binds the broken, redeems the mad. Okay. So we can just say that maybe as like an outro at the end of the episode. That's what you think we should text. Um, Tanner, I would like to thank you for your help. Your procedures were incorrect and dangerous, uh, but they may have been successful. Okay. So that's the new outro? Yeah. (laughs) You'll have to text text it to me. (laughs) Tanner, can I read you a poem? Yeah. That's how I take credit. Oh, Taunt, thou art sick. A very good bird that stings you so right. A knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. That's how we do the burn of the week. I do it better than you. I have read the poem. We do a poems now, gothic poems. My question implied but not stated is, did you find a good burn in this book? And if so, tell it to me. They're staking out Mr. Fisk. Mm-hmm. Oh, Claudia said suddenly. He pulled something out of his desk. What is it? We all asked at once. What? A red pencil, she breathed. Maybe he uses it to put those tiny red lines onto the counterfeit bills. I held my breath. Finally, we were on the brink of cracking the case. Oh, oops, said Claudia. Never mind. What's he doing? I asked. Correcting papers, she said. She turned to grin at me. Did you take a quiz today? I nodded. 
remembering how hard it had been to concentrate on the multiple choice test on to kill a mockingbird when my mind was full of counterfeit. <laughs> Maybe he's grading yours right now, whispered Claudia. He's making a lot of red marks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Burn on Stacy for being bad at I really, American I literature. Initially thought that your burn was on Harper Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Because no one paid attention to your dumb book, Harper <laughs> Lee. We're trying to catch counterfeiters. <laughs> um, that's a good burn. Claudia's bad at class. No, Stacy's bad at class. Stacey, Pay attention. Stacy's bad at class. Tanner, can I read you my burn? Yes. It's a. I've never done this before. I think. Oh, take your time. Wait in, buddy. It's okay. Water's warm. Okay. Actually, it's. Cold. You've never done a good burn, is what you mean. No, this is difficult for me to say. You didn't, you never, well, no, that's ridiculous. I was going to say you never played Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, but that's ridiculous. that's not what I'm saying. Everyone's played that. You've played that. You've played that. Look, let's not get into, I want to do one thing at a time. You and I can talk about after this, about whether or not I've played. You're going to watch Trading Day after this. Morrow Scrolls? Yeah, no, I haven't. This is, um, this burn, it's on, um. The burn, the burn that I'm going to read, because normally I say who the burn is on. Yeah, you don't have to say. You can just read the burn, and we can riddle babies, and I what, can guess. Why don't you? Okay, why don't you just say a few people you know? Because I don't want to say it. Who are some people? Okay. Just off the top of your head, President Barack Obama. <laughs> no, um, Ronald McDonald. Who's someone you've seen recently? Denereverine. My wife, Jamie Green. More recently than that, Ring. I mean, my team at work. Okay. Do you want their names? Sarah, Spencer. No, I'll just. I guess I'll just read it because it's a someone I've seen very recently. Yeah, but like last ten minutes. And it's not the Nerevarine. It's not the Nerevarine. Is it you? Oh. Oh God. Oh God. So this one's a burn on baby uh, riddle babies. Everyone take a step back, because Jack's about to fucking own himself. Well, I didn't. Get out of the splash zone, because he's about to own himself. Okay, I'll just read it. Self-own in five, four, three. He's signaling me. He's signaling me. Okay. Who's free on Wednesday afternoon? Marianne checked the record book. Dawn and Claudia, she said. Wednesday, repeated Dawn. You know, I was planning to take this cooking course at the natural food store that afternoon. It's about new ways to cook tofu. Marianne grimaced. Sounds wonderful, she said. So, Claudia, how about you? Fine, said Claudia. I already know all the ways I like tofu. On somebody else's plate, for example. Tofu sucks, and everyone who eats it is a dork loser. And here's why it's a double bird on me, is that I literally have taken taken. a cooking course at the natural (laughs) food store on different ways to cook tofu, and I I paid a lot for it, and I really enjoyed it, and I used those techniques. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when you took that, and I remember thinking at the time, this is like... This This is is going to come back to bite them. Yeah. I'm going to catalog this away. Yeah. Um, Tanner, I was thinking maybe we should leave. 
Oh, okay. What do you think? I'm fine with that. Good? We've got places to be. We've got houses to clean. Okay. Your family's coming to visit? Family's coming to visit baby shower on Sunday. Do they listen to the podcast? Nah. Okay. All right. Well, I won't send them a message. They will just assume that your house is always clean and not that at 1030 at night. You <laughs> frantically, Thursday, frantically, frantically clean, clean my mom flies into town. Yep. Good. What we're going to do is we're going to get the fuck out of here. I would like to tell you before we do that that I am grateful to you for having born with me. Ba- uh, Riddle Babies. Mm-hmm. Tanner Baby. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bearing with me as well, personally. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, please subscribe to our patreon show it's called the little sister special episodes big episodes little sister big episodes we sing every week we sing literally every week one of us does sometimes jack does sometimes i do my song selection is less obnoxious but jack and i hate to admit this is a much more competent and capable singer thank you it's very good Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's Check only it $5 a month, and you get four episodes in the, for that $5 a month. And when I say four episodes, I mean we do one once a week, and they come out on Thursdays. Yep. And if you hate it, you can, I guess you could just stop subscribing. So for $5, four you get people, four people in the last month. So as many episodes as you could possibly listen to. And it was like four daggers going into my mouth. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, we've got 500 people, which is nice. Yeah. But there are four people who are like, yeah, not for me. Not for me. Not for me. Four daggers in like my five, heart. Four daggers going into my heart. People love it. We love it. It's a fun community. Thank you to everybody who has already subscribed. We really appreciate it. Um, and to the four people who unsubscribed, we love you as well. And it's fine. And you're killing me. You know, you're killing me. What you can, can or can't do with your. It's like you're driving a dagger into my heart. Um, they're they're probably not also not listening here anymore. Yeah, they've probably stopped here too. Uh, we love you all, <laughs> and we kiss you all, and we hope that you buy our merch at bit.ly/bsccmerch. There's a lot of good stuff. We're probably going to put more stuff up there. Yeah, we keep saying that every week, and then we just keep not even. It's not pro- even getting anywhere near approaching. This it's probably up of- up to me to figure it out because Tanner's about to have a baby boy, and I suspect that that will be more pressing than figuring out how to design and put up new merch but if new merch comes up it's gonna happen more likely because of me and not because of tanner um but go on there if you haven't bought our t-shirts they're great they're designed by baby b john at vox the devil on twitter they're very cool get on itunes rate and review our show that Please. still matters that it still matters i know we like brush past that every week but we really do need that to happen so please please go do that yeah, otherwise Steve Jobs is going to throw us down a hole. Well, he's dead, but that other guy will. Tim Cook. Tim Apple. Yep. Good. That's comedy. <laughs> it's like a month old joke. It's not even a joke. It's just like saying a thing. That's classic. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize we did political humor. Yeah, we do political humor on this yeah. one. Uh, Tanner's the king of it. You guys remember when the president said that about two <laughs> months ago? <laughs> Riddle Babies, we love you. We kiss you so very much. This week, we read a novel that was called Stacy and the Mystery Money. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Claudia and the Mystery of the Museum. Seems like there's more crimes happening in Stony Brook. I think we're on to something. No. Crimes are done in Stony Brook. That guy said they're not allowed to be involved in any more mysteries. Yeah. 
this is a museum somewhere else. It's a museum. And it's a different else. Claudia. Yeah. And this, yeah, good, good. It'd be nice to take a break from these girls and see what see yeah. you know somebody else doing something for a change. Uh, Stacy and Claudia did solve the crime and they got no credit for it. And fuck this dude. I just want to fucking put a pin in that. Anyway, this week, Riddle Babies, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And, as we say every week, His mercy frees the cursed false gods, binds the broken, redeems the mad. Claudia's wearing a bra now. (laughs) And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Okay, I've hit I've hit play. I've hit play. One. That's not how I talk. That's not how I talk. I've hit play. No, that you just I you just said the thing. I've hit play. You just said the thing that I said, the actual normal natural thing that I said, but you said it in a stupid voice. You just said the actual normal mm. natural thing I said? No. You just said it in a stupid No. 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 You're just imitating my you're voice. You're just imitating my voice. That's what you sound like. <laughs> That's what you sound like. No, I sound like this. Hey, it's no. me, Tanner, and I'm extremely powerful and masculine. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>